Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. And welcome back to the podcast, Saul here, and I have a special guest for you. Her name is Allison DePauli. She's the founder of DePauli Professional Services, where they help employers add control and predictability to their employee benefits spend. We know this is probably one of the single largest line items outside of labor in employer spend, so it's important. She's one of the few who knows how to manage your benefits budget to reduce healthcare costs, which will drive EBITDA to your bottom line. Successfully challenging the benefits uh, and healthcare status quo is what she does. She's a contributing author of a new book called Breaking Through the Status Quo, how innovative companies are changing the benefits game to help their employees and boosting their bottom line. She's a veteran of the insurance and benefits industry, and she's gonna cover all the things, healthcare and benefits that you're gonna to wanna to hear as an employer, but also as a provider. So without further ado, Allison, welcome. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be with you today. It's a pleasure to have you on. Now, did I leave anything out in your intro that you wanna cover with the listeners? No, I think you've got it all. Awesome. Well, how about this? Why did you decide to get into the healthcare sector? So I've been in the benefits world for way longer than I like to admit. My family owned a boutique benefits firm, and we did a lot of, we helped middle market, which is sort of as an industry is a, of a group of employers, about 100 to 5,000 lives. And we did a lot to help them control their costs and, and that kind of provide good benefits, control their costs, use a benefits plan, how it should be used as a recruiting and retention tool to drive employee engagement and morale and to help employees. And I moved to Texas about 20 years ago, went into another part of the industry. And as, as the years went on, I started seeing things happening and I just thought, well, no, that shouldn't be that way. And mm -hmm. why aren't we doing it this way? And we can do this thing now. And generally just decided that I had to do something about it. The increase in healthcare costs is killing businesses. It's killing the middle class. Employers offer benefits as a benefit, and there are so many employees that are effectively uninsured because they can't afford their own, their part of the cost. It's not working for anybody. And I, think, I yeah, have some tools to fix it, and I think that needs to happen. Allison, I think you are touching on something that's very important for a lot of people listening. So within this realm of, of benefits from the employee, as well as the employer perspective, what do you think a hot topic that needs to be on every leader's agenda today. What is that hot topic and how are you and your organization approaching it? I think the number one problem in health insurance today is misaligned incentives. I think there's an incredible distance between the payer of care and the user of care. And if you can shorten that distance, you generally eliminate some of the middleman costs mm -hmm. and you ensure a better user experience for your employee and a lower cost for yourself. Excellent. So, so let's dive a little bit deeper into that, right? You know, misaligned incentives. Give us an example of how your company and the work that you guys are doing has created results by shortening this distance. Sure. So there are a couple of ways that you can shorten the distance. One is by reviewing contracts and making sure that all of, as the employer, that all of your providers have fiduciary responsibility to you. Meaning 
that they owe you, they are obligated to you to provide the lowest cost and the best quality at the same time. And let me give you an example. And I'm going to pick on everybody's favorite whipping boy right now, which is pharmacy benefit manager. Let's hear it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yep. We had an experience not too long ago where, and the TPA brought it to, to our attention, where a, an employee was taking a generic medication that cost 50 cents a pill. It was a 50 milligram medication. And that's fine. And all of a sudden, the price just went out of control. And it took a little digging to figure out what had happened. And what had happened is that the employee needed to increase the dosage and the dosage for the 50 milligram pill was 50 cents and the dose, the cost for the 100 milligram dose was $10. Why? Yeah. And why can't the employee just take two? And, you know, there's a couple of things at play here. So one almost never is a physician aware that that the difference in dosage is going to cause that kind of price increase, right? How yeah. is it that they're going to be aware of that? The employee is not aware of that because their copay has not changed. Their copay for generic medication is the same. So they're mm -hmm. not aware of it either. But when you point it out, both parties kind of go, oh, we'll just take 250 milligram. That's fine. Yeah. Which would be the smart thing to do. Exactly. But unless you're seeing that come through your claims, you don't know to be looking at that or asking why. And I think that's the biggest thing. Why? Why is this this way? Why can't it be that way? What happened? And then you kind of go back and peel back the layers of the onion and figure out what happened and find a better solution. So fiduciary contracts will help you do that. And that is your pharmacy benefit manager, your TPA, your ASO provider, if you've got one, and any other services that you have attached. And I am a huge believer in care management. It does cost a little bit. Generally, it will save you a significant amount of money in two ways. It will provide better care to your employees or make sure that they have access to better care and that they're following their protocols. And generally, better care is not the most expensive care. I think that's such a great thing to point out, Allison, and some very great ideas here. You know, typically I think of a fiduciary contract and my mind goes to, to finance, right? Like a yep. fiduciary advisor. I think a lot of people's minds go there, but to think about fiduciary contracts within healthcare, I think, hey, let's just face it. It's kind of like a novel concept that shouldn't be a novel concept. You know, so tell us a little bit more about this. Educate us on, on fiduciary contracts and how these can be drafted. Sure. So I think one of the biggest, one of the ways to get the most ahead of that is to use independent providers. I work with a number of third-party administrators or TPAs that are independently owned and have written already into their contracts that they are transparent in their pricing hmm. and transparent in the information that they pass back to the employer. And I think that's so important. You get full claims detail almost on-demand basis. And as an employer, if you are funding your claims, and really, even if you're fully insured, you're funding your claims and everybody else's, right. you want to see that. You want to have a handle on what's coming. You know, with the advent of big data, you can start to track what's happening in your plan and compare it to what's happening with you, with your locality and perhaps on a state and nationwide level. And you can start to tailor initiatives to help educate employees about 
diabetes. I live in South Texas. Diabetes and metabolic disease are one of the biggest problems we have here. You can start educating employees and helping them maintain their medication regimens and start eating better and understanding the role that exercise plays in that without a lot of expense and without a lot of drama. And if your pharmacy benefit manager has a fiduciary responsibility to you as the employer, not to the insurance company, not to the TPA, not to any other party, then you know that you are paying one, the best cost and you're paying that over time and that the medication is correct. I think so that's I reviewed great. some contracts not too long ago where the pharmacy benefit manager's responsibility was to the TPA, not to the employer paying the bill. Gotcha. And I'm a little challenged by that. Totally. And there, therein lies the mis- misaligned incentive. Absolutely. Example. Yeah, some great examples here, Allison. And as you've been working through this, you guys have obviously a great amount of experience. Your family business was into this from a different angle. Now you're taking a different spin on it. What's a time when you had a setback, a big lesson that you learned that now you apply over and over again as a result of what happened? So I think that you have to meet people where they are. You know, I can talk to an employer and say, well, we can do this and we can do this and we can do this and we can do this. And I'm a little bit of a nerd. So that's very appealing and exciting to me. (laughs) And really all an employer may want to know is that, you know what, can you just take care of my employees and make sure that this cost doesn't increase at all? Yeah. And I've had many a conversation where I have literally bowled somebody over with enthusiasm for this subject and Mm -hmm. not met them where they are and totally unnerved them. Yeah. And I think many of us have had that experience before. I think that's such a great call out. And so how do you meet them where they are? I ask a few more questions now. I don't assume that I know what their challenge is. Their challenge may be something different entirely. I mean, you know, healthcare is a pretty, health insurance is a pretty broad and diverse subject. Make sure to get to the root of the problem and just take a minute and listen to people. And it has helped tremendously. And I've, I've helped more employers that way, starting that way, than by just bowling them over, which I think is with somebody who's engaged in her subject and in the sales arena, a pretty common problem. Love it. What a great example. And uh, yeah, you know, we tend to get excited for our ideas and the things that we are sort of knee deep in doesn't mean that our customers are going to be as excited about it. So I think that's a great call out there. Allison, what would you say one of your proudest medical leadership experiences has been to date? I've been asked to lead um, in my past life as an owning an enrollment firm, um, some pretty large enrollments. And I've been pretty fortunate to be able to pry people away from other opportunities to come work in my enrollments. And that means that I'm providing good work for my enrollers. And it also means that I'm providing a quality enrollment experience for both employers and employees. And I think that one thing that employers forget is that employees have budgets too. And if you teach them how to use a health plan to their best advantage, almost all of them will do it. And that is your first line of defense. What a great And can call yield out. some pretty significant savings. That's a great call out. And, and today with uh, rising deductible costs, I think it's that more uh, doable. Wouldn't you agree? 
Absolutely. It is much more important today than it was, you know, even five years ago when you had a $250 deductible and a $1,000 out-of-pocket max. That was not as scary as having a $1,500 or $2,500 or $5,000 deductible and a $6,300 or a $6,500 or a $13,000 out-of-pocket maximum when 80% of employees have less than $1,000 to cover an unexpected expense, let alone an unexpected medical expense. And the fallout from that is not just that they don't seek care, they're often non-compliant with their medication, and that will lead to bigger claims down the road. So the sort of oxymoronic thing is that the way to control your cost is actually to deliver care and make sure your employees are getting and using care so you avoid the unexpected spikes. So true. And, you know, I was, I was doing an interview, Allison, with a gentleman from Denmark. And, you know, we got into a conversation about taxation and, you know, their, their tax rate is pretty high, but yep. university and healthcare is included. Mm-hmm. And we got into this conversation. I'm like, hey, you know what? I mean, what is our net tax here in this country when 66% of bankruptcies are happening because of healthcare-related issues? You said 80% of people don't have more than a thousand bucks to pay for out-of-pocket stuff. I mean, that's scary. That is scary, particularly if you're the employee. Right. And then as as the employer... You know, what are you doing to, because when people get into the situation, it, it becomes stressful and you can lose talent. So definitely a, a very important topic that Allison is, is, is approaching with us here today. Allison, what about your book? Tell us a little bit about your book. What gems can people find in there? Obviously, we only have 30 minutes today, but what kind of a preview could you give them? The book is a collaborative effort of a group of advisors that want to remain relevant and useful to their clients. And we're all independent. We all do things a little bit differently, but we all have a common theme. And that is we want to help employers offer the best benefits that they can at the best possible price. And there's a ton of ways to do that. So my take is in there and there's 28 other takes in there. And there are how to manage your self-funded plan, how to move along the healthcare glide path into further control of your plan and all the strategies to do that. There are ways to manage short-term disability programs so that your employees are getting the best benefit with the least possible tax consequence and the least possible premium. There are ways in there to use enhanced or voluntary benefits to help pad packages and not overburden the employee because that's a real problem sometimes. Mm. There's tools in there or discussion about how to enter a captive or a coalition, when you should be self-funded, what things you can do as a fully insured employer to help control your costs, how to manage an enrollment effectively, how that is really a year-long effort and not a two-day effort. And if you make it a year-long effort, the two days will not be nearly as stressful as they typically are. All kinds of statistics about how employees use benefit, how important care management is and helping direct people to the best places for care. And best does not necessarily mean the least expensive. It does mean the highest quality. And that is normally not the most expensive. Awesome. Folks, this is like a desk reference that you can have. And, and bottom line is this, you, you know, you hire an accountant to do your books. 
you hire an attorney to do your contracts. Today's age, if you're not investing in a professional to help you with your healthcare benefits, you're leaving money on the table and, and that's the bottom line. So the book is Breaking Through the Status Quo. We'll leave a, a link to that on the show notes so that you could take a look and buy it for a best reference for you or whoever's helping you with these benefits. And if you're a provider, something to think about too, right? You got to be understanding how to work with employers today. Tell us about an exciting project that you're working on today, Allison. Well, we're doing a couple of exciting things, but one thing I do want to talk about is direct contracting and how helpful that can be to both of a provider, a hospital facility, or a large physician group, as it can be to an employer. And we have a couple of systems in San Antonio that have direct contracts with some of the larger employers. And what that looks like is, let's say that a large employer contracts with a particular facility to handle all of their knee surgeries. Mm -hmm. And that's just a, a small specific example. Yeah. What that means is that the facility and the provide and the employer have agreed on a protocol and a cost. And the facility has to meet the requirements of the employer. And when an employee needs a knee surgery, the price is agreed upon ahead of time. The employee goes to the facility, has the knee surgery, gets all their follow-up care, physical therapy, whatever it is that is part of the protocol. The provider is paid quickly, usually just on an invoice without providing any notes or having any sort of negotiation about what was done, what wasn't done. The employer pays a lower cost for that and may pass some of those savings and often passes those savings on to the employee. So the employee may pay nothing or a much smaller copay rather than their full deductible. So it's a win for the employee, it's a win for the employer, and it's a win for the local facility, which is probably delivering good care anyway, to mm -hmm. go direct and receive quick payment and a regular stream of patients. I think it's great to consider these these types of contracts. Um, and you know, what's the sweet spot, Allison? Because you know, I, I, I hear that the numbers 2,500 or 3,000 employee type companies, are, can smaller companies do this with their providers? It depends on the TPA, and I think that's where a well-qualified advisor can be so important. Those contracts with the larger employers are managed direct, but with mid-size employers, those contracts can be managed through the third-party administrator so that a smaller employer, 180, 200, 500, even down to 50 lives sometimes, can have access to those sorts of benefits. And Got it's it. a big difference. If you're going to pay $36,000 for a surgery or seventy-five, dollars that's a lot of money. It's huge. So it's kind of like a pooling type of uh, mechanism through the TPA. So a TPA is a third-party administrator, and they administer your plan. So they act sort of like your insurance company. They follow the rules that you've established, and there's some pretty standardized sets of rules, which mm -hmm. you can customize, and to make sure that claims are being paid appropriately and in a timely fashion and that the diagnoses are correct and that the service was actually delivered. So all that fiduciary kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they provide, if they have direct contracts or if they have other cost containment solutions, that all happens in the third-party administrator's office, not the employer, because most employers have enough to do. 
And then when you're self-insured, that claims run just goes to the employer. The employer will review it. They generally review it in a diagnosis and cost containment cost way only, not necessarily identifying who the employee is, and they then they release the funds. So a TPA can do a lot of things for an employer, whereas when you're fully insured, you pay your premium and you hope for the best. Got it. Makes a lot of sense. A definitely valuable review here. Wish we had more time to dive in. Allison, maybe we'll do a part two. We're going to head into a part of the podcast where we do a lightning round with you. It's the syllabus on Allison's DePauli being amazing at your healthcare plan. And so I've got four questions for you, lightning round style, Allison, followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Sure. What is the best way to improve your healthcare outcomes with your insurance? Eliminate the misaligned incentives in your plan. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Thinking that you are controlling your risk by remaining fully insured. All you are doing is managing the financing of the risk. You're not managing the risk itself, which Mm. is riskier. So good. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Always be learning. What is one area of focus that drives everything in your organization? Employees have budgets too. Love that. And besides breaking through the status quo, what book would you recommend to the listeners? I think anything by Malcolm Gladwell. Outliers (laughs) is one of my favorites. Blink, I think, is particularly useful in our conversation today. Following your gut and practice, practice, practice. Love that. I am a big fan of Gladwell as well. Check those out, folks. If uh, uh, you want to access the show notes, go to outcomesrocket.health slash poly. It's uh, P-A-O-L-I, P-A-O-L-I, outcomesrocket.health slash poly. And you're going to find all that there. Allison, this has been a ton of fun. I love our time today. If you can, just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with or interact with you. Sure. It has been a lot of fun today. Thank you. So as a closing thought, I would say don't be afraid of taking on your health plan and you managing it and not it managing you. Amen. Love that. And, and to get a hold of me, you can go to my website, allisondepauli.com, A-L-L-I-S-O-N-D-E-P-A-O-L-I.com forward slash rocket. I've got an ebook there that people can download if they wish all the steps, the five steps that I use to help employers gain control and predictability. And there's some video on there that talks about that as well. Sometimes that's a little bit easier. And I'm happy to answer any questions at any time. Outstanding, Allison. Hey, we appreciate your time. And folks, take Allison up on that ebook. Go to her website. And we'll provide a link on our show notes as well. Outcomesrocket.health slash Polly. And that's P. A-O-L-I. You're going to find that. So check out that ebook, Allison. This has been a true pleasure. Appreciate you spending time with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 